Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 114, and today I'm going to talk to you about pastoral envy and pastoral rivalry. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We're, we're talking about some, some heart issues today that can be very difficult to navigate. And Lord, I just ask that you would expose areas of sin and dwelling sin that needs to be killed, that needs to be mortified, and I pray that you would help us to do that. Lord, I pray you'd help us to identify right, accurate preaching of the gospel, even if it's from men that we do not appreciate, that we do not like, that we're really frustrated with, and help us have the same heart of Paul, which is that if Christ is proclaimed, in that we will rejoice. And help us to know the difference between the false teacher and a brother who's preaching for wrong motives, but Christ is still being preached. And so give us the heart of Paul. Lord, help us. I trust you will. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope you're having a great day today. Great morning. It's early morning. I'm sipping on my, I'm sipping on my Black Rifle Coffee Company coffee. Murdered Out is my blend of choice, and I'm staring at my Henry Rifle coffee mug, just having a good morning. Before I get into the episode today, I just want to talk about the intensive. You heard me talking about it last week, if you heard that episode with Joey Hawkins, our interview from last week. We get to go to Eminence, Missouri this May. It's two nights, three days of pastoral talk. We're going to be talking about God and government. There's a lot of issues going on this year in 2020 that everybody can tell just looking around them that we were not prepared for as a church and for pastors. And I think there's a lot of questions that men have about how government works, what's our civic responsibilities, how does Romans 13 apply in different sorts of governments. And so I'm bringing in a friend of mine from Missouri named Lane Harrison. He's a pastor of a church in Missouri called Life Point, And he will be there with a group of men from his church. And he and I both, we're going to be tag teaming the topics, and I think it's going to be really helpful for you. But I would love for you to sign up. There's two different price points that you can sign up at. Number one, you can sign up to tent camp. Number two, you can sign up to stay in a cabin. And you can find this at theshepherdscrook.co backslash intensive. I'll put the link in the show notes. But food is covered. The float trip is covered. We're going to be floating for two days on the Jack's Fork River. It's just a lot of fun. And so you can go to conferences those can be a lot of fun, but this is a unique experience, and I think your pastoral team, if you're a pastor who's experienced a sin failure and are out of ministry for a while or a season or whatever it may be and trying to walk the path of restoration, if you're an elder team or even a deacon team or if you're a pastor that has guys in your church that are just interested in pastoral ministry or even the topic, bring them, come, and join us in Eminence, Missouri, May 4th through 6th, 2021. All right, let's talk about rivalry and envy. Where does this come from? Okay, Philippians. I'm preaching through Philippians, and I bumped into a passage that I think is tremendously helpful and tremendously relevatory for pastors, and it gets to the heart of why we do what we do. Instead of walking in envy and rivalry, we can walk in obedience and rejoice at the proclamation of Christ. Okay, here's what Paul says. After he talks about his imprisonment, after he talks about being so excited that the gospel of Jesus is advancing, which is what he wants, he tells us how excited he is and how motivated he is to see the gospel advance, that even if it advances through pastors who are preaching Christ through selfish ambition, envy, and rivalry, as long as the real Christ is being preached, he rejoices in that. Here's what he says. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me and my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. 
So Paul gives us a sketch of two different kinds of preachers. Now, these two groups are accurately preaching Christ. We have to say up front that Paul's not talking about false teachers here because we see Paul come down on false teachers all the time. He comes down hard. Don't listen to Alexander the coppersmith. He's done me great harm. Or other false teachers that he calls out by name. He comes down hard on false teaching and false teachers. In these two groups, we find the true preaching of the gospel. So of those two groups of people preaching the gospel rightly, one group is motivated by selfish ambition envy, and rivalry. The other group is motivated out of goodwill. So let's talk about this triple-headed beast, envy and rivalry. There are some pastors who do what they do, prepare the sermons they prepare, and preach the sermons they preach, and apparently the motive behind it is envy and rivalry. It's not to love the sheep, it's not to honor God, it's not even to faithfully exposit the scriptures or proclaim Christ accurately. The primary motive to preach that great sermon is envy. Now, pastor, you know this. There are churches in your town, and you scratch your head and you wonder, how in the world is that church growing? Are those fake conversions? Is that, I mean, what, what is happening there? And you see every week these baptism reports, and you wonder, what? How are people, so many people getting converted and baptized? Are you serious? I mean, we had like eight baptisms this year, and we celebrate that, or eight baptisms over the last eight years, and we celebrate that. And you're wondering, what in the world is happening? Are we missing it here? And what can happen in the heart of a preacher is envy. Envy can rise up when a man that you think has lesser preaching abilities than you gets asked to preach or gets asked to pastor a church that you wanted to pastor. Or when you hear him speak or say something on the internet, everybody hangs on his every word and you're thinking, what? What's the big deal? Like, that's not even that great. And what can happen in our heart is this thing called envy. And rivalry can be birthed in the heart of a preacher as well. Again, you can faithfully preach the gospel and yet do it with the heart of rivalry. Um, you know, when you think about the word rivalry, I'm, I always think about sports. I think about the Cardinals and the Cubs because I'm a Cardinals fan. And I used to love sports. I played sports when I was growing up. I mean, I ate, drank, slept sports. Basketball was my main sport. And I just loved playing sports across the board and was decent at it. I mean, I was a good high school player, but I was not. I didn't play in college or anything. But when you think rivalry, I mean, you might think Michigan, Ohio State, you might think Red Sox, the Yankees, where it may be. But rivalry is a word that communicates deep anger towards another group. It may be some sort of respect that could be there, but mainly when you think about rivalry, you can see why envy was put together with rivalry because you're envious or you're angry or you want to beat that other person. And some preachers of the gospel feel this rival spirit with other ministers of the gospel. And instead of being for one another, we feel like from the inside out, I am a rival of that man. That is so twisted. It is so twisted that we would feel like pastoral ministry is some ladder to climb, that somebody else is a few steps higher than me or a few steps out in front of me. And what we're thinking about is not holiness. We're not thinking about them being a few years down the road with holiness or or affection for Christ or love for God's people. The rivalry comes up not with right and good and holy things, but that rivalry comes up with things that we really want or that you really want, which is prominence, which is the praise of the people that you want praise from. And you know, it's uh, it's interesting. When you kind of escape the rat race, which is Big Eva, when you're not trying to advance and beat Big Evangelicalism, there is a side Big Eva out there as well. There's always a Big Eva without it being called Big Eva. There's always some group that pastors want to be associated with or recognized by. And friends, we have to watch out for that. Pastor, 
Make sure that you go to your prayer closet, that you you get before the Lord and you slay that envy and rivalry giant because if not, it will destroy you and your heart will be rotten. This text warns us that there are preachers of the gospel that are accurately preaching Christ and yet they have a rotten heart. You see it right here in verse 17. The former proclaimed Christ out of selfish ambition. So the reason, the motive they're preaching is selfish. The reason they're quote-unquote, loving God's people is because they're selfish. And it's not sincere, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment, here's where your heart can go if you'll let it be ruined by evil desire. You'll get to the point that you want, just like these preachers wanted to afflict Paul as in, in his imprisonment, they wanted to put the knife in and turn it and twist it and cause pain, add sorrow upon sorrow to him as he is sitting in a prison cell. It's like the five-year-old brother who has a three-year-old brother and he looks to the side when the three-year-old brother's getting a spanking and he starts to laugh. He gets excited when punishment comes down. That's what these preachers are like. They're like that five-year-old boy who looks to the side and they're excited that the Apostle Paul is rotting away in a prison. And so they're preaching. They're, they're literally preparing their sermons and standing up to proclaim Christ and proclaim Christ accurately. And they're wanting Paul to hear about it because they think that Paul is going to be angered by it, he's going to be frustrated by it, and they want Paul to hurt while he is in prison. Pastor, this is where your heart can go if you don't watch out for envy, rivalry, and selfish ambition. Now, notice Paul is one of those pastors that preaches out of goodwill. Because he gives these two categories, and then he models this category for us. Whether he realized he was doing this or not, the Holy Spirit led us to see that Paul is, in fact, one of these pastors preaching, preaching out of goodwill. Verse 18, what then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. That man you envy, that man you feel like you're a rival with, he's probably not thinking about you. He's probably thinking about how to love God and love his people and to preach accurately. He may have some errors. He may have some faults. I mean, my goodness, we all have indwelling sin, but he's not consumed with thoughts of you. And Paul models this. If Christ is proclaimed, rejoice in that. If there's a church in your town that's highly attractional and they're doing giveaways and they're doing just, I mean, silly, goofy stuff, all right, it's okay to be frustrated at silly, goofy stuff. It's okay to call stupid nonsense, stupid nonsense. But if your heart towards that pastor is wrong and you're not celebrating the fact that Christ is accurately being preached, if he is accurately being preached, there's something off. And so, Pastor, I want to warn you today and point you to Jesus. Don't do ministry out of selfish ambition, out of rivalry, and out of envy. Slay that triple-headed beast with the grace of God. My goodness, God has called you to this work. It's a noble task. And just simply love God and love people, and preach Christ accurately. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.